Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. My mouth waters when I think about all of the ways you can, you can have lobster. My parents who lived down here for years and, and like to go lobstering, they liked to make lobster pizza. It's hard to make anything bad once you put lobster on. <laughs> I'm Delia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. It's been called the biggest party of the summer. Today, we're digging our claws into Key West Lobster Fest. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Every August, while the rest of Florida retreats to air conditioning, Breezy Key West is gearing up for one of its signature events, Key West Lobster Fest. The four-day shindig includes a street fair, concerts, pool parties, and, of course, lobster dishes galore. This year's festival is August 10th to 13th at venues across Key West. Eric Adams is show manager for Lobster Fest, and he recently chatted with me about the festival's origins, what to expect, and what makes summer in Key West so special. He also explains the difference between Florida and New England lobster and, of course, offers suggestions for enjoying the delicacy. This year's Lobster Fest is August 10th through the 13th, located in Key West. And there's a number of events that go along with the festival. The main event that most folks are familiar with over the 26 years is the street fair and concert, which occurs on Saturday. But there's a, a number of events beginning on the Thursday and going all the way through the weekend through uh, Sunday night. We feel it's the biggest party in Key West, which is saying something, especially for all of the other amazing events that occur in Key West. But summer in Key West is very special and not everybody comes here for the summer. So it's a little quieter. The water is typically dead calm and gorgeous. I mean, Key West is America's Caribbean. And at that time of the year, it's pristine. Okay, I was going to ask about the timing, because when I think of August, I don't think of doing anything really outside in Florida other than maybe sitting on the beach. What are the benefits of having it this time of year? You touched on some of them. The dates are really established by the, the lobster season, the commercial lobster season in Florida. Commercial season is August the 6th through March 31st. So our event always times out with the opening of the commercial lobster season. That's the first time every year where restaurants can have lobster on their menu and fish houses can sell lobster. So you know, we're just celebrating the fact that we can finally eat fresh lobster again. Where is the lobster coming from? Predominantly, it's coming right from Key West and the Lower Keys. There's a large fleet of lobster fishermen that work our area. 
they're specifically collecting the spiny lobster, a little different than the folks from up north are used to. They're used to uh, a Maine or North Atlantic lobster, which has big claws. Uh, our spiny lobster, Caribbean lobster, they don't have claws. So all of the meat comes from the tail of the lobster. They look a little different. They're cousins. It's prevalent throughout you know, South America from Brazil uh, all the way up through northern Florida is their habitat. Have you ever been lobstering? Is that the term people use? It is. And, and on a recreational basis, there's a couple ways to collect lobster. One is to use a net that's a little more difficult and, and very specific about where you can do that. The most common way is to uh, use what's called a tickle stick and a handheld net. And you uh, are essentially trying to coax the lobster out from whatever ledge or cave he's in until he exposes himself enough that you can put a, a net over him and you catch him in a net. Now, we did an episode a few years ago with Danielle Rose, who blogs at Swanee Rose, and she gave us the ins and outs of lobstering or catching lobsters because there are certain rules that you have to follow. But are there any that you can think of off the top of your head that everyone should be aware of? It's not as simple as just go and grab as many lobsters as you can, right? No, the easiest thing is to go to a fish house and, and uh, purchase a lobster <laughs> from a from a commercial lobster bin. They handle things a little differently. They use traps. They're wooden crates, essentially, and the lobster walks into the crate and can't figure out how to walk back out. So they set these traps all over the ocean and go and collect the lobster. And, and uh, that part of it is pretty straightforward. Definitely not something that most people do. For the folks that are trying to catch lobster on their own, some important things to remember is you need a fishing license, and then you also need a permit from the state of Florida to actually collect lobster. And then there are limits to how many lobster each person can collect in a day, uh, the hours of the day where they can attempt to collect them, and the locations where they can attempt to collect them. I would definitely encourage anybody who's thinking about going and getting a lobster to either hire a, a local boat captain who can teach them how and, and show them how to do it safely and who can obtain the permits for them, or to do a little research in advance uh, and visit the state of Florida's website. Definitely, there are some rules and there are some big, big fines for breaking the rules. They, they take that pretty seriously down here. Yeah, that's not a souvenir you want to bring home is a, a ticket from Fish and Wildlife. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. So the safest thing to do would be to just come to Lobster Fest and enjoy the lobsters that have already been legally and hopefully ethically caught. Now, what are some of the food-related events at Lobster Fest? Almost every event has lobster attached to it. Our kickoff event is a lobster boil. You think of a, a shrimp boil, perhaps up north, uh, little red potatoes, corn on the cob, and some sausage, along with lobster, all uh, you know, steamed or boiled in a bag. We have a, a venue that does a, a beautiful event, very reasonably priced. The food kind of goes on the picnic table, uh, and you're eating with your hands. And that's the first event of the season for us. So uh, you know, everybody's hungry and ready to go for that. After that, lots and lots of events and, and everybody's trying to put on their best recipes. So you'll see, you know, everything. You'll see uh, lobster salad, lobster rolls, lobster tacos, lobster mac and cheese, lobster pilaf. 
the biggest thing that we see uh, the most common is definitely grilled lobster. Everybody's doing lobster on the grill. And that's just an amazing sight, especially on the Saturday of our main event. There are, are crates and crates of lobsters being prepped and, and then on the grill. There's some fantastic photos and videos of that on, on the website for the event. It's the unmistakable portion of Lobster Fest for sure. Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. any advice for grilling lobster because it's expensive it's a luxury and you wouldn't want to burn it on the grill yeah i can honestly say i've burned a few lobster on the grill you want to take a lesson or two on how to do that a lot of chefs what they do is some prep work they actually pull the lobster out of its shell and then just leaving the the very end of the meat slightly attached to the base of the tail and then they turn the tail, the hard shell of the tail underneath the lobster and get the meat up above the flame so that the, the flames are heating and theoretically scorching the shell itself and saving that meat so that it stays nice and tender and unblemished. Okay, that's uh, a good tip. I also yeah. saw that the festival has a lobster brunch. This is the brunch menu. And I'm looking on the website. I'm seeing on here there's like lobster benedict, lobster mac and cheese, lollipop, flatbread, lobster cake, which is kind of like a crab cake, lobster quesadilla, omelets, biscuits and gravy with lobster, LBLT toast. Wow. Do you have any other advice for cooking lobster? Maybe even for those of us who can't make it down to Lobster Fest. If you think of almost any seafood recipe, you can always substitute lobster to add a little more decadence to it. It cooks very similar to a shrimp, so it cooks fairly quickly. It doesn't take a tremendous amount of heat, but if you're a fan of ceviche, uh, a lobster ceviche can be absolutely amazing. My parents who lived down here for years and, and like to go lobstering, they like to make lobster pizza. Sounds is a little too simple, but you can make an awfully refined pizza and by adding some lobster to it. It's hard to make anything bad once you put lobster on. <laughs> yeah, put that on a t-shirt. That should be the slogan for Lobster Fest. <laughs> lobster going to elevate literally anything. Now, how did you get involved in Lobster Fest? You mentioned that your parents have been longtime lobsterers, if that's a word. So how did you get involved? You know, I, I think anybody who spends any time in the Keys eventually thinks that it's a worthy endeavor to attempt to try to catch lobster. And, and you know, everybody who's down here, it, it, it ends up being a rite of passage. I had been introduced to lobster long before I, I moved down here professionally. The place that I moved here to and began working at 
is Rick's and Dirty Harry's Entertainment Complex. And I was brought on there as their marketing and promotions manager. And the owner of Rick's and Dirty Harry's, he was one of the founders of Lobster Fest. Funny little quick story. Lobster Fest got incarnated over a, a, an argument. A couple of friends were arguing about whose family recipe for lobster chilau was the best. And uh, lobster chilau is a local meal that folks in the Keys have been making forever. If you can think of it as a, kind of a, a Manhattan chowder, a red sauce chowder base, but with lobster. So several fellows were arguing about whose parents or grandparents' recipe was best. And they decided that they would have to do a, a lobster cook-off to make that decision about who ultimately had the best recipe. So they all got together at Dirty Harry's in the courtyard. Judges were assigned and, and ultimately a winner was arrived at. But so many people loved this idea and heard about it after it occurred that the next year they had to shut down a section of Duval Street and move the contest onto the street. And from there, it's, it's morphed into what we have today uh, from a, a a very small little event to an event that's five city blocks long, four days long, and and 20-some thousand people come and attend. Wow, amazing. Well, Eric, this has been very educational. I never thought about all the different ways you could incorporate lobster. The pizza, I think that's a fun one because a lot of people think pizza is like too basic, but throw some lobster on there and now you're you're doing big things. Is there anything else you want us to know about Key West Lobster Fest? Just what I said earlier, we absolutely think that it's the biggest party of the summer. Very, very popular. I'll tell you for your Florida listeners, all summer long, I know you guys get that afternoon rain shower, you know, from two o'clock till four o'clock every single day of the summer. We do. We're recording this at 2 p.m. And right before I hit record, I told you there's a thunderstorm coming. So I'm going to mute myself when I'm not speaking. It, it's like clockwork. You can count on it. So the really cool thing about the Florida Keys is we don't get that all summer long because we don't have any land mass. The clouds don't build and eventually dump their rain. So we just get scattered rain showers throughout the summer. They're very short lived. And otherwise, it's beautiful, sunny days down here. So it's a fantastic time to come to the Keys. You're not battling all the tourists. It, it's a very local, Florida-friendly thing and a pristine time to come down. That is a great bonus tip. I had no idea. The party don't stop in Key West because you don't get the daily thunderstorms like we do. Good to know. So many good lobster tips. If you want to catch your own lobster, if you want to cook something with lobster, and then, of course, if you want to find the beautiful weather in August. Thank you so much, Eric Adams. My pleasure. Appreciate you guys having us on and uh, look for everybody come August. Eric Adams is show manager for Key West Lobster Fest. He shared recipes for lobster chalau and Caribbean lobster tail with mango tomato ceviche. If you feel like splurging, just head to our website for those recipes, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. Our digital team includes Alexandria Ebron and Chandler Balcom. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media. Copyright 2023. Part of the NPR Network.